0: This is Indian Noir, India's number one horror, crime, and dark fantasy storytelling podcast. Independent India has faced many threats from within and without. Most of them have been thwarted thanks to the courage, skills, and intellect of the men and women who serve in our military and intelligence organizations. But sometimes, our enemies win. In the aftermath of the 2611 attacks, a deep cover black ops agency was created to eliminate threats from within. Anarchist death cults, vicious double agents, traitorous political cabals, clandestine terror cells, and dangerous puppets of enemy states. Only three things are known about this secretive organization. 1. Their agents are deployed as a trio, a stealthy intelligence operative, a lethal special forces soldier, and a cunning field commander. 2. Their motto is DEATH TO OUR ENEMIES. 3 in classified logs they are referred to as trishul trishul Season 1, Episode 5 Lady and Fazer scurried into the go-down, guns blazing. Their specialist optics gave them an edge over the enemy, who was blinded by the flashbangs and the smoke screen. However, they were immediately pinned by a volley of bullets delivered by the enemies positioned on the gantries. Given their location close to the roof, their visibility had clearly improved after the initial shock and awe of the breaching tactics deployed by the thrashul operatives. Arihant and Faiza returned fire at the gantries with trained precision. Tango down, Arihant said as he landed a headshot. Tango is out of action, Faiza said, as she too killed an enemy with a deadly bullet that tore through her Mark's torso. Two down, six left, Faiza counted. The tangos on the ground floor seemed to be hiding behind pillars and barricades of abandoned construction material. There was no time or opportunity to calibrate the thermal optical readers for the inside of the warehouse especially given the incessant firing and the distortions offered by the smoke, which lingered. They would have to win the battleground, inch by inch, with lead and the legendary grit of Thrushul operators. The lead storm from the gantries ripped out chunks of concrete from around Arihant and Faiza, and projectiles whisked past their bodies as the enemies redoubled their attack in response to the kill shots. Arihant and Faser found cover behind a large pillar as they continued strafing the gantries. The remaining three men at ceiling level, one on the left and two on the right, got on their knees and tried to catch the commandos in a crossfire. Bullets raked the pillar and dented and chipped the structure. Feza and Arihant waited patiently, till the sole operator on the left stopped to change magazines. The enemy combatant hadn't bothered to take cover, expecting his colleagues on the opposite side to cover him effectively. An amateur mistake for which he would pay dearly. Feza emerged from her cover, took a solid firing stance and ripped chunks of meat out of the man's body with three punishing shots. Tango is KO, Faizer said, returning to her cover. Arihant nodded at her and said, I will take out the guys on the gantry. You make for the package straight ahead. Faizer nodded. Arihant darted off to another pillar to get closer to his quarry. Faeser covered his print, and once he was securely positioned behind the adjacent pillar, She turned with the intention of scanning ahead. She was greeted by the sight of two tangos rushing her, their machetes raised to deliver kill strikes. Staggered by the charge, Faiza did not register being shoved to the ground by the men till the force of the impact sent jolts of pain through her lower back. Arihant wanted to go to her aid, but a new shooter with a handgun located on the ground floor joined the two men in the gantry to corral him behind his cover using a precise firing pattern. There was nothing he could do to save Faiza. She was on her own. Before Faiser could bring up her rifle and fire, the bulked up enemies in their tank tops and jeans pounced on her prone form and pulled the gun off her and flung it into the distance. The gun clattered away into a dark corner of the warehouse. The two muscled goons set upon Faiser with their knives, with the express intention of carving out chunks of her flesh. Ugh! Every time they brought down the knife, Feza expertly fended off or redirected their attacks, frustrating her enemies. Feza leapt up from a prone position to both her feet in the blink of an eye, surprising her assailants. She was smack bang in between the two goons. The men sent their blades arcing in her direction but Feza ducked and weaved before landing stinging sidekicks one after the other. Yeah! Her heel crashed into their bellies and stole their breaths. Ah! The men quickly recovered and returned to their frenzied attack which saw them lashing at Feza's lithe form with furious swings of their blades. Ah! While most of these sweeps missed their mark One sliced her uniform open, just above her left shoulder, and drew blood. Encouraged by this minor win, the men pushed forwards with berserker rage, pumping in their drug-saturated bloodstream. However, their increased enthusiasm played havoc with their balance. The man to the left of Faiza overstepped as he stabbed into her. Feza noted the unbalanced footing the man presented in an attempt to slay her. She sidestepped, then grabbed the arm that had thrust the knife in her direction. Feza somersaulted sideways, pulling the arm off its shoulder socket and breaking it in half. Ah! The man roared in pain as Feza's momentum flipped him backwards and made him airborne for a split second. The man's knife slipped out of his broken hand as he journeyed towards the floor. Like a viper striking out from its hidden lair, Feza latched onto the weapon and stabbed the man in the eye just as his back crashed onto the solid floor. Ah! The other man was furious at the death of his colleague. He rushed her with his knife drawn back for a killing blow only to experience a Muay Thai forward kick crash into his chest he fell back with a jarring thud but such was his anger towards phaser he shrugged off the pain stood up and pulled a small revolver from the back of his jeans die bitch he said before shooting phaser point-blank in the chest (laughs) the Kevlar on the combat vest absorbed the impact but it felt like a horse had kicked her in the chest Fezzer staggered back, breathing big gulps of air. Her training kicked in and she focused on regaining her breath, even as the sharp pain hammered against the top half of her ribs. Her triumphant opponent swaggered up to her and began raising his gun towards her head with a cruel laugh. He was too slow. Feza pulled out the kerambit strapped to her thigh and threw it at the man's neck. The blade found its home with ease. Ah! The goon held onto the blade's handle, goggle-eyed, as blood poured out of the wound and from the insides of his mouth. Who's laughing now? Feza said as the man's limp body slammed down onto the floor. Three attackers strafed Arihan's cover with a barrage of gunfire, and he felt helpless. A handgun bearer straight ahead peppered him with bullets randomly, while the rifles from the gantry chipped away at the pillar he was hiding behind. In desperation, adihand lobbed the final flashbang over his shoulder, momentarily blinding and halting the gunman on the ground floor. Arihant focused his attention on the men on the gantry and sent a deadly batch of bullets in their direction. He was relieved when he felt a tap on his shoulder. Fazer had joined him. Clearly, she had finished off her enemies without any mercy. Arihand was not surprised. The woman was brutally efficient. They could only hope that the father and child hadn't been slayed in the crossfire. Faiza signalled that she was going to head straight ahead to retrieve the package and slay the lone gunman who had stopped firing since the flashbang was deployed. He might be hiding. Watch your back! Irihan shouted over the din of the bullets. Faiza nodded and signalled with a thumbs up. She pulled out her handgun and expressed her intention to move forward to Nandi Actual via her Throat Mic. Then she ran diagonally to acquire a new cover as Arihant prevented the two gunners on the gantry from targeting her. He could hear her footfalls as she darted ahead to complete the mission. Arihant got one of the assailants in the neck with a lucky shot which was most likely a bullet that ricocheted blood spurted from the enemy's neck wound and poured out in rivulets as he slid down to the floor. Ah. The other combatant was enraged by the death of his comrade. He loaded a full clip into his rifle and walked down the steel steps that linked the gantry to the floor of the warehouse, firing his gun at full burst. There's no firing at him directly without risking a bullet. Arihan thought However, he noticed a rusty light fixture positioned above the man as he descended the stairs. Arihan fired on its rickety attachment to the ceiling and brought it down crashing onto the man's head. While it did not injure his opponent, it gave Arihan a perfect moment of distraction to deliver a bullet through his head. Cobra 1. I have one POI. The other is dead. One tango is on the run. Feza was saying into her mic as Adihant approached her from behind, his rifle pointed forward and scanning the interior of the warehouse. He saw that Feza was kneeling in front of a girl bound to a steel chair. The little one's eyes were wide with terror and fixed on her father's body. The poor man had been gutted mercilessly. Everything's going to be okay, darling. We are going to take you to mummy, Feza said to the child. Righteous anger rose in Arihan's chest. I am pursuing the tango, Arihan said through clenched teeth. No sooner had he said this, the sound of a dual-sport motorbike rang out from the back of the warehouse. Ari Hunt sprinted forwards, gun pointed at the source of the sound. The roaring vehicle jetted out of a storage shed in the back of the godown. Its specialized dirt-racing tires and souped-up engine helped the bike speed through the bushland and escape the closing net of the surrounding police forces. The tract of wilderness stretched out for miles and there was no way Trishul or any other assets would be able to track the tango through the difficult terrain and thick foliage. Arihant cut across the warehouse floor, entered the shed and halted in front of the open sliding door. His eyes were fixed on the disturbance amongst the shrubs in the distance, caused by the speeding two-wheeler, which sped away, leaving a grey and white trail of exhaust fumes. (coughs) Feza had just removed the little girl's gag, and Arihand had to listen to the child's heart-rending scream. Pain and humiliation raked at his heart with sharp talons. He had failed. Trashul had failed. The Aryan conclave, that elusive organization that was always one step ahead of them, had beaten them once again. Harihand sat on his haunches and rubbed his chest, as if the physical action would eliminate the distress he felt. He had let down phaser He had let down Usha and Trishul. He had let down his country. How he wished he could get a drink to banish the torment.